This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeidel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me as always are Scarlett and Dave. Guys, how's it going? Uh, I don't know. How is it going? What, what do you think, Scarlett? How's it going? I'm not, I'm not sure. Aaron, how's it going? Well, I mean, you know, it is it is a Friday afternoon, and spooky season is nearly upon us. And uh, spooky season. Spooky Hold on, season. Before we, get to, before we get to spooky season, when when do we get to have? Well, Scarlett, do you know when we're going to be able to get Aaron's boss on the show to talk about fantasy books? You know, I think he's pacing outside right now of my house, Aaron's boss. Oh, good. Oh, wh- I know wh- him why, well. would, why would Aaron's boss be at your house? So weird, right? It's yeah. really no, weird. He just likes to pace outside while talking to lifeway people um, <laughs> in a circle in the field. I don't know why. Is there a groove that has been um, that has has moved into the the grass out there? Has he told you about this? No. He has, okay, a, pa- he has a pacing line. Okay, so here's what's happening. So it, everything is work from home. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't picked up on it, my husband is now Brandon's Brand's plus. I mean, Aaron's plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, he was working in this office that I'm in right now that I just kicked him out of. But he was like, man, I just, I'm always home and I'm always sitting. So he started having his work calls in the field outside of our house. And he just walks in circles and gets I don't know how many miles in and yes there's literally a path that his feet have worn from talking to work people while walking outside so that's amazing I love I I love that no I've got it we've got a really nice path behind our office that goes straight to Jersey Mike's where I get lunch (laughs) (laughs) no but like another one of my colleagues we both put our earphones in and we make calls you know Aaron yeah. I talked to you I Aaron I called you this morning when I was walking the path so uh you so go. there you go I know it's the way to work yeah right. so good 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 for Brandon I like that yeah that's nice. very smart of him I uh I meanwhile have set up have a new monitor set up in my uh in my makeshift workspace and it's glorious so I have <laughs> I have three monitors active including the one on my laptop so I feel like I am wow. in a 1990s hackers movie. I just need a black light and some <laughs> trance music. So <laughs> amazing. Yeah, but if the system goes down, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah, yeah. Then you'll have to come um, farm with us, live off the land. The system goes down, then nobody can work because you know. Never mind. That's Where right. I'm getting, I'm getting into that. Um, what do you call it? Mindset of that book we read, Dave. Um, the EMP book oh yeah yeah yeah. one uh one, one second after yeah that's yeah, right if the grid if the grid collapses we're we're all out of work yeah we don't we don't need that yeah we'd like to avoid that at all costs if we can <laughs> if we can that's right. Uh, that's right although i'll say this you know as the world was uh threatening to completely end early on um 
I kept uh, of the, the pandemic. It's still May, folks, so just stay tuned, all right? But keep listening to the podcast. Um, yeah. No, uh, I, I kept listening to Tina Turner's uh, We Don't Need Another Hero from the, uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I figured I was going to get inspired. <laughs> I kid you not. I love the kids it. Are like, the kids were like, why do you keep playing this song? I said, well, you know, it's it's kind of nostalgic. It's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's kind Fitting of just is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it totally. is what it is. Exactly. Totally. I like that. So, yeah. so while it is not a trick-or-treating thing, we just had something happen while in real time while we've been recording this. Um, we had Mormons show up at our at our apartment for the first time in ever here. Really? Yes. How'd that go for you? What was uh, that well, conversation like? Well, I mean, I didn't get to... Ha- I'm obviously not in the conversation. It's happening right now. But hmm. um, my wife is talking to them. And so she texted and was like... The Mormons are here. Can I give them one? Of, can I give them a copy of one of your books? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So she just ran out with copies of um, a promotional book we did for the Gospel Project back in 2018 called Devotional Doctrine to give to them. So, uh, so that's pretty cool. So there. We, so you know, we're giving some some Mormon kids some good reading. Oh yeah, very cool. So did you figure out like who's the Padawan? Uh, you know, who's because it's always like one who's a little bit older, right? Yep. Okay. They kind of yeah. figure that um, out. Teaching, teaching the new person. Um, that's a good question. I'll have to ask her when she yeah. when we're done okay. recording. All right. But uh, but I mean that's I mean guys, this is one of the reasons why I like to write things is because I like the things that I write to to get into the hands of unexpected people, and um, I think Mormons definitely qualify. For sure. Very cool. <laughs> Absolutely. I like but it. That's also why I'm excited that Brandon is my new boss now, too, because <laughs> uh, because I will be working as uh, as the publishing team leader for the Gospel Project for Adults uh, starting Yay. in November. Yay. Yay. <laughs> did I just so, yay myself? That's really sad. Yeah, you oh. did. Oh, you just, did yay yourself. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm either really, really excited or really pathetic. Uh, listeners, you can decide which. <laughs> we'll put a poll on the gram. Fantastic. Pathetic. That's what I was hoping for. Poll on the gram. Adding it Thanks. to my task list of the week. That's right. So you know how to make it happen. Well done. Well That's done. That's right. right. Nice. Right. Nice. Well, congrats on the position, Aaron. That's yes. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be very exciting. Um, I'll be working with a really good team and uh, making uh, you know helping to make Bible studies. So, uh, so that's that's going to be a great time. Awesome. I like it. You're going to become even more gospely. Ooh, well, hopefully, I become somewhat gospely. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure people think the jury's out on that. But uh, <laughs> oh. I, don't I think know you're pretty to... gospely. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My small group thinks speaking so. Of, speaking of the gospel, how about all those Nacho Libre memes on Twitter? Ooh. I'm so excited. That really oh was like gosh. the best thing to wake up to. Um, oh my gosh. Yes. You're welcome, I mean, everybody. Thank you. 
You know, best movie ever. It it is. It, it's uh, I have you know I've only watched it once, but it's one of those movies that just has stuck with me. And and the memes are so good. And so and, good. I mean, Jack Black really is. He has certainly had some movies that are misses, but like that's him doing some of his best work, hands oh, down. Oh my goodness, yes. If you go to YouTube, because I did it this week, so if you didn't see it, <laughs> very my, important. I, putting out a Bible study with Lifeway Women and we wrapped on all the taping this week and their gift to me was a giant Nacho Libre poster. It's a long story, but it was just the most perfect, perfect gift ever. Our gift, gift, gift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so of course that led me to YouTube Nacho Libre Funniest Moments. And oh my goodness, it's just like, I don't know, 13 minutes of the best moments. It's just, I mean, you got to do it. So good use of your time <laughs> just quality entertainment absolutely i mean if you're if you're having a lazy uh, you know a lazy post sunday afternoon um you know trying to make it through your monday work day that's a great thing to do that's a really good one creepy creepy yeah well, speaking of speaking, creepy um, <laughs> let's, let's let's go into the spooky let's go back at spooky time of the year Sorry, spooky season i know I know spooky season. Sorry. Shout out to our friend, Nick Reinerson for, for that term. Okay. Spooky season. All right. That's kind of fun. Well, before we go into maybe talking about a few books, I've never been, we, we, we've already talked about So listeners, as you know, we're not really into horror books, but as a genre, but it's hard not to be influenced by a lot of these because they're so infused into pop culture. You know I mean? I've seen lots of horror movies, and uh, I've just never been interested in the books for some reason. I'm not sure why that is. Mm. Honest um, question before we move forward. Um, do the debates for this political season, do those count as horror movies? Hey, listen, you're not a, you're not a real American yet, so you don't get to participate in this. Come on. Did y'all <laughs> oh, no. See the, did y'all see the, what is it, gift meme, whatever, that our um, wonderful listener Richard posted after y'all's last episode without me when it was like, let's talk politics. And then he put Scarlet and then it was like some uh, Michael Scott running away as fast as he could. Yes. That was so accurate. I'm, I'm doing that right now because you just <laughs> politics again. No, Scarlet totally was like, hey, I knew Scarlet can't be on this on this pick episode. What so do we need just, to do that yeah. she would not want to be a part you of? You know what we should do? We should just sucker punch for the whole hour. Let's do that. <laughs> yes. Said, right? Yes. Pretty much. It was hard to talk positively about any of it, but That's uh, true. it was, no, it was pretty, uh, it, we were pretty neutral and we were informative. That was the whole yeah. idea. So yeah, good times. Good times. Political. Reli- we went from religion to political books. Now we're talking of horror. <laughs> Do you okay. know, Natural. Dave, when, when you brought this up, I thought, what could I possibly contribute to this conversation? The only thing that came to my mind was Stephen King's On Writing, which is not a horror book. But he writes horror books, and I loved that his book on writing. But honestly, I don't think I have ever read like a scary book on purpose, except like I read the Silent Patient. Silent Patient, yeah, I read that this year, which is yeah. scary, murdery, but it's not like horror, really. Right. So I don't, I just don't read those at all. Not interested. Don't watch the movies. Yeah. Well, um, what's the? Uh, it's not really a horror film, but you know, Devil in the White City. Like sometimes there's like the true crime ones that they have this they have this kind of horror element to them, you know, where there's a mass murder like H.H. H. Holmes. Well, 
it doesn't quite, it's not in the horror genre. It, it's just really scary though, because you learn so much about what he was doing and the way it's written, it kind of flows that way. It's, it's like you're, it's like you're reading a book like Silence of the Lambs, you know, it's kind of a horror film. It's kind of a thriller. It's kind of a mystery, you know, it's like all of those together. So I don't know how they exactly do the genre. Like when I was doing like some few basic searches, like, Hey, how do you, who ranks the best horror films? Like it's all over the place. There are some that I've seen that keep popping up. Of course, a lot of Stephen King ones, but there's a lot of the, um, uh, like a lot of the Japanese books that became American films, like the ring, um, yes. you know, that are on there. There's a lot of those um, that, you know, are pretty, pretty freaky. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, it's just, I don't know there's something about, I don't know. Like when, well, going back to movies, did you all watch a lot of the, like horror films growing up or was that kind of not no. in your world? No, that was something I, I was always really uncomfortable with. Um, my dad and my sister love that stuff. And um, I remember there would be days that they would be watching things like Hellraiser and whatnot. And I would just sit outside because yeah. I'm like, nope, I'm not watching this. Yeah. Yeah. There, there uh, I mean, it's already come up with our oldest daughter, you know, about like, you know, hey, some girls want to go to uh, a haunted house. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, and then I'm like, I did this at that age. So I'm yeah. like, all right, well, let me tell you how that works. <laughs> I said, they are scary. Some are like really just stupid. But mm-hmm. but I just said, you know, we all react differently to these things. Like, and there's some, just like there's some genres of books that, um, you just prefer over the other. There's something about horror films that just sticks with me more and I will dwell on it and it'll keep me up at night. Mm. It doesn't matter if I believe any of it. It's just the fact that that's just kind of what it does to my head. And yeah. um, I didn't go too much into it with her because I'm like, I don't, I just said, well, it may give you nightmares. I said, so, and it's really just kind of stupid. They're all kind of stupid. Um, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I also grew up in the the 80s when there were so many horror films in the 80s that were like, you know, the the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, it was and, all uh, about the slasher movies in the 80s yes, when we were kids. Yes, uh, yes. And then, you know, Scream is a product of all of those, right? Uh, in well, the 90s. Yeah, it, I mean, that's it was kind of the, like the, the meta version. Yeah. Yes, which I, I liked Scream as a movie. <laughs> that, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I know, it's weird. Um, I remain traumatized. One. Okay, I remain traumatized just by the ads of Scream. Like, I never saw Scream. I, I know I saw The Ring. I think that might be, the, maybe if there was teen peer pressure, I don't know, I've seen a little bit of a couple. But um, yeah, I don't, now here's something I do. Aaron, you said your dad and sister is that what you said like yeah my dad and sister love that stuff yes same dynamic in my family my dad and sister when i was growing up would watch horror movies and i did not understand it but my own weird twisted version of that is i have sometimes on occasion like youtubed like scary horrible real things which is terrible like tornadoes and people falling into sinkholes and planes crashing and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know why but i have definitely absolutely done that i don't know why but anyway and yeah and <laughs> so that's kind yeah. of a horror movie yeah and i mean for me it's like i'll i can read things that are that are based more in history than anything else and it won't bother me too much but um you know even if it's you know a little bit gruesome or whatnot it's just i can tune it out a bit 
Um, but I mean, but I mean, for me, it's it's actually a lot like a lot of it has to do with the visuals. So it's like I just can't, I just cannot handle gore and and stuff like that. So at all, but uh, but you know, there is a there is an important question that kind of ties all of this together a little bit. So Scarlett, this is a question for you, oh and it and it actually comes from one of our our listeners uh, named Matt. So. Matt is the co-host of the Matt and Kevin Talk Church podcast, and uh, he uh, and he asks he wants to know because you have you have shared that you you have or at least at one point had an affinity for sparkly vampires, and <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, and you go have an affinity for bunnies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Have you ever read the Banicula <laughs> series, either on your own or with your girls? I have not, but that's a great question. I have <laughs> completely repressed that I was was a Twilight fan, but I'm not, I'm not remembering that I did confess that on this podcast. That's right, um, and it's, it's going to keep romance, coming back. Guys. <laughs> no, it's the romance, not the vampireness. I overlooked the vampireness to to get to the teen romance. Is what was happening. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> but is um, there no, really romance that. in that book? I mean, it's like this oh, is yeah. the I mean, worst it's weird. It's weird, boyfriend yes. in the world. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's just yes, it's highly romantic vampire romance. I don't know. All right, all right. If you say so. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I think a good spooky season read for you and the kids would be Banicula. It's pretty safe. It's pretty tame. Um, I'll look you know, into it. it involves vegetables and not um, and not bunnies eating people like uh, is, Monty Python oh. and the Holy Holy Grail. So <laughs> is the bunny evil? Because I don't know that we'll like that. Not really. Just mur- it murders vegetables or something. It 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 <laughs> takes all of the juices out of the vegetables with its murders fangs. Vegetables. <laughs> Interesting. All right, I will. I will maybe look into this later. There you go. You will maybe probably not look into this at all. Maybe that's what I not. heard. It's already, it's already all right. Done. That's okay. I don't, I, I but, really don't you know, know where this is going, but you know, it's it just keep going wherever. That's okay. Wherever. That's okay because you know we have uh, because that's not the only listener question that, that I have for us today. I have a few others. Okay, I do. I do. And, are, these and spooky, are these spooky questions? No, that was our only spooky one. I'm tired of talking <laughs> okay. about spooky things. We're only things. accepting spooky questions on this episode. Well, this one might count as spooky. Um, it just depends okay. on your views of when it's appropriate to start doing Christmassy things. Uh, so Emily Harding wanted to know, um, she says, I know Christmas is still a ways off, but what are some favorite books to read during the Christmas season? I love that we're doing this for our our, our spooky episode. Um, <laughs> well, look, I, I'm just gonna so real real confession time for me here anyway. Um, so I am very much a you know a 12 days of Christmas person in that it's that it's like there's a max 12 day window for anything Christmassy for me. Um, I can handle it within like kind of that mid December period, and then I'm really? done. And really? You're done. And then I'm done. So, 
So, man, you're such a crank. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard a lot of people post uh, uh, Halloween are just going straight into it. Um, like the decorations, not like I, I, I agree with you about the music. I think like the, the typical Christmas jingles can get old pretty quickly, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, all you get is two weeks. That's it. 12 days officially. That's what that's all you get. Give or take. Yeah, that's Give or cool. take. That's not cool. Man. No, I mean, it's it just depends. Like some people like to spread out their their Christmas spirit over a long period of time. I like the I like the Christmas joy explosion that happens in a very short period of time. Okay. Okay. I like that. that. Okay. Okay. Well, the the question at hand is any Christmas books we recommend, right? Okay. Yeah. What do we like to What do we What do we like to read during the Christmas season? Okay, this is like a do it with your family thing, but I'm trying. I'm looking online right now. I think this is what it's called. It's an Ann Voskamp like Advent. book unwrapping the greatest gift i think or it might be the wonder of the greatest gift i'm not sure but it's like you know the little doors but it's anyway we've enjoyed doing that in the past i gotta find what it is well um i know the one you're talking about you know what i'm talking about yeah it's uh i think the greatest gift yes and and you open it up and then there's a christmas tree and every day you take out one of these little ornaments and you read about and then there's a little book and then you can hang it on the little paper tree that pops out of the book it's pretty cool nice i like it so so since i i've not read the book little women but i watched the latest movie does it qualify as kind of a christmas movie too or a christmas book because there's like big christmas scenes in it like how how, how like, integral is, is Christmas to the plot? Uh, I don't know. Uh, not so. Okay, there you no. Go. Okay, then the answer is no. All right. No. Hey, no. I, um, Scarlett. As I was doing some searching, I found that David Sedaris wrote a book, "Holidays on Ice." Your, your favorite, your favorite writer. Um, that you put a disclaimer around whenever you mention his name. <laughs> yes, "Holidays on Ice." So you've read it. I read it a long time ago. I don't remember it at all, but it was probably one of the first ones I read that I have told y'all before I discovered him. His books were just laying around my house growing up because my parents loved reading him. So it was one of those that I picked up and yeah, I don't remember it, but. Okay. Gotcha. You know, what's really sad is when you ask a question about favorite Christmas books, um, we need to have uh, Ronnie Martin back on, right? Yes. Uh, at some point to talk Christmas books more, more in detail, right? Because he that's all he reads, right? That's it. Oh, that's um, the rumor. That's he the rumor, Christmas. yeah. <laughs> no, but you want to know what I first thought of when that question was asked? I thought of the random, it's not really random. You remember in the movie Scrooged? Mm-hmm. Um, no. You know, Bill Murray and Scrooge, which is, mm. I, I think it's, I love it. So there's some people who don't like it. I, I like it. Um, but they, you know, they have these like faux commercials cause it's a television network in the movie <laughs> and they do the one where Santa and his elves are being attacked by terrorists. <laughs> And all you see is like this guy who's like, uh, I don't know, like a John Wayne like character come in just to help Santa out with machine guns. That's right. Oh my gosh. You know what that reminds me of? Sorry, go ahead. What? No, no, um, go ahead. That weird owl song, The Night Santa Went Crazy. Do you all know that song? 
No. The lyrics, no, I'm not going to sing one. it, but it's like, down on the rooftop. I was just singing it the other day, actually. It in my head. <laughs> down on the rooftop, all the elves were making toys for the good Gentile girls, the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death, had a rifle in his hand and cheap whiskey on his breath. <laughs> from, his, from, his beard to, from his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. I don't know. It, anyway, it's, the night Santa went crazy. So that's the image that... That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I mean, weird. I'm a big Weird Al fan. Nice, nice. See, I wonder if that song was the inspiration for this new uh, this new Santa Claus movie that has uh, Mel Gibson in it. Um, that is is you know basically exactly what you would expect with a Mel Gibson movie. So, based on the trailer. Really? Uh, really? So, okay. All right. I didn't know there yes. was going to be a Mel Gibson. Uh, Anything. So. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I've been doing some very important research here and while we've been talking. And um, I learned something because I like to find out who's written a Christmas book who I would not have expected to write a Christmas book, but clearly uh, was a fan of getting a paycheck. And um, David Baldacci has one. Um, yeah, I feel like all those guys at one point or another were right because you know John Grisham has his uh, mm-hmm. was it canceling Christmas or something like that Christmas with the Cranks I think it became as a yeah. uh, as a movie. Um, yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Baldacci. Um, yes. I, then that guarantees that Patterson has one too. Oh yes, he does. In fact. He has one, and it is called The 19th Christmas. And it's part of the Women's Murder Club series. So it's so it's actually written. So here's the thing. It's got James Patterson's name on it real big, but it's got Maxine Petro in, you know, uh, right underneath it as the co-author which means she's the one who wrote it but they're selling it with james james patterson's name i remember when he was promoting that like i took his master class on writing because my mom gave it to me when i was 20 something and said i want to be a writer and shortly after that he had some like send me your novel and you could be have have it published with my name on it so i remember when that was happening nice nice uh, Do you- i'm not gonna write anything like that <laughs> No, see, you know, every once in a while, I, I, I stumble upon things like that, and man, I, I get tempted. It's like, you know, it's time to, send it's time to, in. to send something in with a pseudonym, figure out how to do that. Come on, come on. Come no, on, not, Aaron. not in those markets. <laughs> No. It's not. It's not currently your market, but you know, Dave. So that's true. Thanks a lot. That's true. Uh, By the way, the John Grisham book is called Skipping Christmas. Skipping Christmas. Skipping Christmas. Not canceling. Okay. No, canceling Christmas is what um, what many Christians accuse the world of doing uh, every year. Um, You know, with red cups and Starbucks and happy holidays and whatnot. So, anyway. <laughs> so funny, so so funny. So, um, I will right, I will right. say though one other book that I do that our family enjoys at Christmas is the Expected One by Scott James, and yes. so it's just a nice oh, tiny yeah. little daily kind of devotional guide type of book. 
Um, we use it just about every year um, as we're as we're going through it, and and it's great. So you know which one is also great? The Innkeeper by John Piper. That is one yes. that we read. We were reading it every year at Christmas. It's so good. It's very short. You could just read it sitting at the Christmas tree. So good. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have like a? Um, do you keep like your Christmas books in one specific area? Are they in a box and you bring them out once a year? What do you do? We have them on the shelf. And so they just stay in the shelf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They mm-hmm. just, there's not that many of them. There's, I mean, there's the expected one and, um, um, Dickens Christmas Carol. And, and I think that, and I think we've got like one other, other book, but I can't remember that is there. So, and then it's kids stuff from there. And that just yeah. lives in, one of the kids' rooms, and we're in that awkward stage where we're outgrowing picture books as a family. Yeah, I know it's kind of sad, isn't it? It's yeah. uh, it's a it's a wonderful, and you also like, no, don't lose that, you know. And yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hmm. Okay, yeah. well, all right. So we've agreed we'll have Ronnie on to expand more into the genre as we approach Christmas this year. Absolutely. But apparently we're not allowed to talk about this until at least 12 days prior to Christmas because <laughs> of Aaron's, air quote, sensibilities towards the season. <laughs> Look, we're talking about it right now. I'm not against talking about it. I just don't do anything with Christmas myself until I have to. We need to figure out what song from Christmas is going to annoy you the most this season, and I'm just going to keep playing uh, it every time we um, get on the phone. I can already yes. tell you that. Right? <laughs> is it going to be? Is it a certain song from the lovely '80s band Wham? Well, I certainly am not a big fan of Last Christmas. No, but um, I was not thinking about that one. Um, although, thank you for putting that in my head. That's <laughs> why I'm no. here. No. Um, so there are a couple of there are a couple of Christmas related songs that make me want to punch a wall um, with my head. And um, one of those is, of course, Christmas Shoes. Um, another is Santa Baby, which, because it's so creepy. And then, um, and then there's, of course, Mary Did You Know? And the answer is yes, she did know. She was there. <laughs> wow. That's a good list. So... So if people want to hate me, then they can, or want me to hate them, I should say, they can oh, wow. play those nonstop in my presence on purpose. Um, but I will ask, I will ask everybody in the world to please not do that because I'm trying to, I'm trying to grow in my, uh, in my Christ likeness. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Help your weaker brother, if that's what if that's what we need to do, or just love your neighbor. There we go. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so I think we've covered Christmas a little bit pretty well here. 
you I know, love that this became the Christmas episode. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's a spooky season, so we can kind of go wherever. But it's a, spoo- uh, it's a spooky, it's a spooky Christmas episode. It's a spooky that's what Christmas. It is. Yes. So we've covered a few. We've covered actually another question that's on this list already, which is when is Brandon coming on the podcast to talk sci-fi and fantasy? And uh, it really just comes down to eventually when we get it on his calendar. Here's, yes. Here's what I need y'all to do. I need y'all who do Twitter. I don't do very well at Twitter, but I need y'all to just start a clamoring because he is on Twitter. He doesn't post very much, but he's there. So if you just tag him at BM Hiltabidal, um, yeah, just, we just need a clamoring. That's right. Wow. Clamoring, harassing. Um, yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, same thing. <laughs> so there's that yeah, one. He, he will have a lot to say. That's his, basically his one hobby in life is reading fantasy <laughs> fiction books. For real. All right, Dave, here's a question for you. This is important. Okay. This is also from Matt, whose question about Benicula kicked off these questions. What is your favorite volume on the care and feeding of cats and or your favorite volume on feline fashion? What do you mean by volume? You mean volume of books? What What? book? What book? What What is your favorite book on either of these subjects? Now I'm just being trolled. There's no answer to this. Okay. Just thank you. Thank you. That That was, once again, that was Matt. Um. (laughs) Come on. I know. They're they're really sweet. They're loving. You know, they cuddle with you. Come on. Then they try to eat you. (laughs) Yes, and they try. They probably will. If I die at home alone, (laughs) they probably will eat me before any police find out that I'm I'm not answering phone calls. Okay, there you go. All right, next. (laughs) All right. Well, um, here is here's one from Stephanie Clausen. What are your thoughts on book clubs? Um, we've had an episode on book clubs um, true. where we're, we are pro book clubs. Um, I think they're good ways to do them. There are certainly some ways that don't work as well. Uh, no, we're in favor my- of monetizing them. Well, sure. Uh, and you're talking <laughs> about the, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, well, I mean, there's two types of book clubs. There's the, the celebrity book club is what they're probably referring to. Um, and then there is the more common, just, Hey, a bunch of friends getting together to have coffee or a another uh, libation and uh, and and enjoy a book and talk about it. That's really what uh, what it is. So um, yeah, and, and uh, all right. So let's. Right, so I'm pro the 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 latter, of course. You know, I think it's wonderful to be able to get together and talk about books with friends. And there's we need a we should link to that episode because I think we talked a lot about that and. Uh, the second thing with the celebrity ones, and I and 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 Scarlett, I would love your thoughts, especially on this one. Is uh, well, it just depends who it is. I tell you, ones that I do like, uh, without commenting on the Reese Witherspoon ones and others, I, they're discovered. They're using it as a filter to get good stories to develop into movies. Um, and fine, you know, people. Hey, it's post Oprah being the dominant one in that area. There's been lots of 
there's lots of ones to do that. I feel like there's a lot of purpose to Reese's where I think I like, she's legitimately getting good writers noticed. And she's also developing those things, some of them into movies. So, Hey, win, win. Um, it's, I don't really care most of the time what a celebrity thinks about these things, unless I truly, unless they truly are a real book person and they talk about books all the time. Um, and so I'm sure there are, but the problem is like, there's so many others trying to get in on it. So I'll tell you one last thing. There's one like, uh, Steph Curry started up one as a way to do it, but he's only doing like African American voices. He's trying to lift up. Like there's just a very specific purpose by the type of book club he's trying to do. And I think that's great. I love that as opposed to just any general book club, there's enough general book clubs out there. So I don't know. What do you think, Scarlett? Yeah, I'm pretty much pro book club all the way. I haven't been involved in a whole lot of the kinds of book clubs where you have to read a little bit and then discuss it every week. I've been in, I, I did one book club where we read a whole book and we were like, let's meet in a month and talk about it. And that was really fun because it was kind of low pressure. Um, but as far as who do I listen to for book recommendations, honestly, I usually, I'm like you, Dave, I don't, I don't look at what celebrities are saying. I, I look at what my friends who I know they like similar things. What are they saying? And if a book, you know, is just everywhere and I see it everywhere, then I'm like, okay, what's that about? But yeah, mm -hmm. I don't really listen to the celebrity book clubs very much. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I generally don't pay attention to the celebrity book clubs, but I mean, I do enjoy this book club uh, quite a bit because that's where I get a Aww. lot of my... A lot of, lot of my ideas for, our, for for what to read, or I'm just very happy that one of you is enjoying it. It is very true. I've picked up so many books because of your recommendations, and I mean that. I, I think it's we are like a very much a, an all-encompassing book club because we're digging into all these genres versus one specific one. And uh, I don't know. I will say this. You know, my mom, over 40-plus years, has been part of a ton of book clubs, and uh I, I was telling my mom, like, you're, you're what keeps the uh, book industry going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she gets, she buys a lot of books. She also gets off in the library, but either way, it's awesome. And um, so, but no, it's just, you know, and she's like, there's been good ones. There's been bad ones she's been part of. And, uh, and she generally says, Hey, listen, it's hit or miss. Like sometimes everyone falls in love with one. Sometimes it's very, very uh, mild, but you know, uh, yeah, again, like this, this is my book club. I'm with you. Um, I, some, I've been asked sometimes to be part of some other ones and I'm like, I don't know if I have time for that. Cause I'm already reading. I, I, I remember Barnabas saying this, like, you know, I don't like reading what everyone else wants to read. I'd rather just pick up and read what I want to read. Part of that's Barnabas. I, I also kind of feel similarly though. I, if someone said, let's get together and do a book club by something someone else selected, I just wouldn't be that interested in it. Now, the difference is like, I'm in a, you know, been like a two year discipleship group and every month, every module, we have a new book. And so we have to read it, but that's different, you know, cause it has to do with the curriculum we're going through. Um, it has a purpose as opposed to, Hey, here's an interesting book that maybe we should all try. So there you go. I hope that answers. I hope that answers it. Yeah. That's I think good. so. I think so. But you know, there's one more question for today, which is, uh, what are we reading? Well, what are we reading? Well, I finished that uh, Brad Thor book, uh, Lions of Lucerne, which, uh, um, yeah, you know, I mean, it fits in that 
pretty typical genre, right. Um, of, you know, it's, it's like Tom Clancy and, uh, Michael Connelly. It's got all those kind of together. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Um, I just started a, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say pretty fun one. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> wild and crazy guys by Nick Dissemblin. It's new and it's about, uh, well, it's how the comedy Mavericks of the 1980s changed Hollywood forever. And the cover has Bill Murray, Steve Martin, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, and Eddie Murray on it. Eddie Murphy. Mm. Um, and it looks lots of fun. Um, so I'm just starting to read that right now. Um, that does look fun. I like it does, that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was like, I've been going through like a bunch of very serious audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I thought, uh, you know, I need something just slap happy. And I thought, oh, this would be fun. It'll. I like the insider stories, especially the yeah. nostalgic stuff from growing up so there you go you know yeah yeah what about you oh man um you know i am continuing to work my way through echo island uh by jared wilson uh it's really good so far i'm enjoying it um you know it's just finding finding the in-between times to read it has been has been more of the challenge than anything else and then we actually just found my copy of wait for signs by Craig Johnson, which is uh, another one of the Longmire books, but it is a collection of 12 short stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I had yeah. started reading it, and then it dis- just disappeared on me, and I didn't know where it went. Mm. And so Emily found it wedged um, wedged somewhere in our room. <laughs> so I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So those are, that's what I'm reading right now. That's good. Yeah. I'll, I'll do I'll do another I'll do a TV show plug. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Ted Lasso Ted Lasso on Apple TV mm. is to me the show that is helping to save 2020. <laughs> it is I joyful. thought we were the was, show that was trying to save 2020. Uh, we are the, uh, the the podcast version of it. We're talking about an Apple oh, TV right. show. Okay. Got it. Yeah. A Got little it. bit more production value into this. Sorry, producer. <sighs> That's true. Sorry. I mean, I have been upping our game, you know, and I'm sorry that uh, you know Jason Sudeikis can't uh, can't keep up. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun show. It's, yeah, and the premise is ridiculous. But that's but it's just he he does such a good job with that character. And the premise is he's a American football coach who gets hired to be the manager of a uh, of a uh, English Premier League. Uh, mm-hmm. soccer team english football team nice so is really funny and uh, and and yeah really uh yeah just joyful i yeah. will say that's the word joyful is the word yeah i just i smile during every episode it's not all like laugh out loud every second it's just very joyful in terms mm-hmm. of watching a show like that it's very smartly done well acted funny where it needs to be and heartwarming where it needs to be too so that that's a good nice. show we need there you nice. go. Very yeah. cool. You know, there. this is something that we're going to have to come back to, but there is a podcast that I just started listening to literally this morning as we're recording this, and it's called Wind of Change. Um, that, that sounds like a Scorpions album from the 1980s. It is the song. It's the, it, the title of the, the podcast is, is, base, is, is taken from 
the Scorpions song from 1990, Wind of Change. Really? Um, and it's related, but it's related to this because here is here's the basic premise. So the Scorpions song, Wind of Change, became the soundtrack to the end of the Cold War. But decades later, New Yorker investigative journalist Patrick Radden Keefe heard a rumor from a trusted source the scorpions didn't write the song the cia oh. did <laughs> so the whole podcast is an e- investigation into whether or not the cia used psyops to effectively end the cold war with a scorpions power ballad I mean, are you serious? I'm dead serious. No. I'm way. dead serious. That's what the whole podcast is about, is, is finding out whether or not this is actually true. And mm. um, and so this so right away, I'm like, I don't even care if it's true or not. This should be a book if it's not already. So that's really funny. This is kind this is a little bit like um uh like Argo. You know what I mean? Think about it. If, uh, you know, using pop culture as a tool to uh, bring people together and yes. to inspire change. I love it. Yes. But 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 hold on, though. Was it... Uh, it was a 1990 song? Yeah, 1990. Right. The only reason I bring it up is... Um, all right. Uh, I thought it was 89. Wasn't it 89 when the wall came down though? Mm, yeah, uh, but the song came after the came after the wall came down. Well, that's my point. Yeah. Like but I know technically the Soviet Union fell apart within another year and a half mm-hmm. after that, but still. Um okay. All right. That's still really funny. It makes yeah. me at least test it out. Have you, did you just listen to an episode so far? I've, I'm only in the first episode and, okay. um, and it was, uh, and, and I went on that, that rabbit trail thanks to another podcast that was talking about whether or not the KGB was involved with the punk rock movement in the 1970s. So Okay. There's some there's some really interesting stuff out there if you want to uh, if you want to go in into a weird and wonderful place that uh, that only Jaca- John Lacari would uh, would know whether or not it's true. But uh, so <laughs> but on that note, uh, I think that's a good place for us to wrap up for today, don't you? I, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. that's amusing enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So everybody, you know what to do. Uh, Five star ratings and reviews all around, especially for Scarlet. And uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. This is an area code podcast.